Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to Romance of the Two Networks. Our two networks convene to discuss the Three Kingdoms, and leading off from network number one, I'm Six Detmar from Scanline Media. I'm Jennifer Uncle from Scanline Media. Uh, I'm Jackson Tyler from Abnormal Mapping. And I'm M, also from Abnormal Mapping. And last week, we all went to the Kingdom of Sleep instead of recording, because that sounded nicer. I'm more tired this time than I was last week. <laughs> we, couldn't, we can't take two Perfect. weeks off. Perfect. Um, I do have an update that I've been meaning to give. Um, it is a disappointing update, however. I promised I was going to figure out what was up with the trailing sword technique. I fucking can't. I've looked everywhere. Nobody knows. <laughs> have other people it's asked inferior. about this? Yes, okay. not very many, okay. not very many, but I'm finding, like, forum posts on, like, like you know, like, Three Kingdoms, like, history nerds being like, what the hell is Trailing Sword? And people being like, I know, it's a technique where you use your sword while on a horse. And people being like, that doesn't answer shit, what are you talking about? The people in Combing's archive demand to know the answer to this. <laughs> I wanna know! Yeah. I can, how come I can go on YouTube and find some, like pretentious weirdo in tennessee showing me like samurai tricks but i can't get trailing sore i feel uh, like you answered your own question <laughs> <laughs> i just i want to i want part of those you know those like knife competitions to be trailing sword trailing knife i guess but all right i've carried this bit as far as i can go uh this week we're here to talk about chapters 60, or not 60, wow. Oof, uh, don't tell me 94, that, I would despair. <laughs> 94, 95, and 96. Uh, and we're starting off with chapter 94, Zhuge Liang defeats the Kang in, I didn't check the pronunciation on that one, I should have. Uh, Kang in a snowstorm, Sima Yi captures Meng Da in good time. Uh, Guo Huai and Sao Zen? plan to unify Wei with the Western Kang nation through marriage and send them against Shu. Zhang Bao and Guan Jing ride to meet them but are handed a defeat by Kang forces. The ghost of Lord Guan protects his son and given the second chance, Kong Ming tricks the Kang into an ambush and bests them. Tricked into thinking Shu is routing, the Wei forces ride in to capitalize and are also ambushed and beaten back. Realizing now his mistake, Sao Rui restores Sima Yi to high office. Kong Ming fears that Sima Yi is the one man who could foil his plans, and this proves true. Sima Yi stops Meng Da's be attempted betrayal of Wei and then rides to meet Shu on the field. Who would prevail? Read on. Lord Guan's back. For a bit. Yeah. Just popping up to say hey. <laughs> yeah, as you have, think. you know. It's, it's it's like oh man wait there's a there's a guy here oh man eyebrows like nesting silkworms i know that phrase <laughs> <laughs> they really like that one it's very evocative i guess so i'm a little this is one of those ones where i'm a little confused on what they're trying to say with that maybe it doesn't matter but uh so this this other nation that they they call up to to help them with shoe they say uses like iron wagons, and I really had trouble picturing what exactly like what like what just like wagons that are made of iron that run people down. I don't understand. Yeah, I assume just wagons made of iron drawn by horses. 
But like the way they the way they portray them is like they then they just drive the wagons at people, and it's like, oh no, we have no answer to these wagons dragging it, driving at us. I mean, you can't stop them. They're they're made. You can't burn them. They're made of iron. You can't like break them. You just they just kill the horses then, right? I guess so. Maybe they're on a hill. <laughs> I feel like there's something about this picture that was not conveyed in the book. Um, cause yeah, cause our, our, our two new young tiger generals, uh, Zhang Bao and Guan Jing are just completely baffled as to what to do about these wagons. Oh. Uh, it is pretty a- funny how they instantly get wrecked by a moat though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, classic, classic trick, classic trick. Just, uh, make them drive into a ditch push those cop cars into a ditch and problem solved um turns out moat strategically important uh they, they dug mm-hmm. them for a reason <laughs> i do so i i in between the last podcast and now i listened to some uh three moves ahead where they were talking about the uh, mandate of heaven uh dlc for total war three kingdoms and on that uh rob zachney referred to talked about uh jiang wei uh kong ming's young protege as being a really shitty strict like tactician in terms of history that three kingdoms really hypes up despite the fact that he did fuck all um and i don't know anything about that yet obviously we haven't seen too much of him but it did make it very funny for me that in this chapter Kong Ming's like, ah, oh, I have a plan to deal with these iron wagons. Do you know what it is? And Jian Wei is like, what if we used tactics? Like, he literally just says, like, they think they can be strong, but we can be smart. And Kong Ming says, aha, you understand. It's like, that was a nothing statement. I feel uh, like these three chapters in general are about Kong Ming desperately needing someone, anyone to be his Kong Ming and just having a bad time <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does not. He has not allowed this. He's the only one that's allowed to be Kong Ming. I guess Simi is allowed to be Kong Ming now. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, he's allowed to be a slightly lesser Kong Ming, but not his but not Kong Ming's bud. So uh, it's going bad for yeah. Kong Ming. <laughs> I also I also remember Jackson and and what. So you you just have to tell me if you just forgot or if you were trying to throw me off the scent. But like, I don't know, like like nine podcasts ago. I was like, I thought I remember the name Sima Yi being like a big deal, and you were like, nah, he's just a guy. Uh, yeah, no, I I was lying to you. <laughs> <laughs> I was lying directly to your face. <laughs> I got DMs from people who listened to the podcast. I was like, good job with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good work. <laughs> Oh, you know what you wanted from me. I I was I wasn't sure if you just forgotten. I don't know. I had not forgotten CBE. <laughs> He's one of the major characters in the book. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, chapter ninety-five. Oh, before we get to that, I just want to say it's very funny how Kong Ming can't even be Kong Ming effectively anymore because he tells Mangda, "Look, he's not going to wait a whole month." For an edict to go through, he's just gonna—he's just going to ambush your ash at your ass. You need to move now. And he's like, "No, no." It, he'll clearly do things by the book because everyone in this story does things in an orderly fashion. So I will let them wait one month. And of course, he doesn't wait the month, and he gets totally fucked over. 
And he's like, no, he'll he'll receive permission, and then he'll go ask for second permission. And Simi is like, oh, we got permission? Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you got your keys? Let's ride. Um, yeah. Uh, chapter 95, rejecting advice, Masu loses jetting. Uh, strumming his lute, Kong Ming drives off Sima. Sima Yi and Zhang He ride to Jiting, and Sima Yi predicts Kong Ming's movements. Kong Ming prepares a force to defend the land, and Ma Su volunteers. Kong Ming expresses skepticism, but Ma Su is emphatic, and he and Wang Ping ride to defend. Jieting, Ma Su, and Wang Ping disagree over where to camp, and failing to resolve the argument, split their forces. At first, Simi despairs that he has been outmaneuvered, but then he realizes that Kong Ming's generals have failed to live up to his orders and moves to surround them. Ma Su suffers a terrible defeat, and the Wei forces keep Wang Ping from aiding him. Sima Yi captures both Jieting and the nearby city of Willow Rose, a major victory for Wei. Sima Yi and the forces of Wei push, push their advantage, but Kong Ming turns them back with a bluff. For now, the battle has stopped in Wei's victory. Sima Yi is received by Sao Rui with congratulations and appeals for an invasion of Shu. However, another advisor objects. Who is this? Read on. Dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Kong Ming lost. You fucked it. You fucked it. It's very easy to say no when you aren't in charge, is the thing yep. Kong Ming is learning. Like, ah, oh, let me go. Uh, when he's just telling, you know, Lu Bei, no, don't let him go. It's much easier than when you're getting direct appealed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm just, I'm just so glad to see the streak be broken here. Right. I'm so sick of Kong Ming winning at everything he does. Well, that's because everyone he uses to win is dead. I mean, Xiao Zhi Long's still around. Yeah. And bails his ass out here. Yeah. Pretty the hard one for. person. <laughs> Cause yeah, he does the he does the bluff where he's like, "Oh shit, they're coming! Everybody hides, so it looks like I have no one here. So it looks like I have a huge ambush." So I have to say, and th- I'm gonna sit out here. This is guitar. this is a, a one I assume nearly final flash of the Kong Ming that used to be cool, where he's just calmly sitting there in his robes, strumming his uh, you know, his instrument as like he has attendance in an empty town. Like, yeah, come on right in. Who cares? Uh, it's amazing. It just it's king shit. Like <laughs> Uh, excuse, excuse, prime minister shit. Yes, sure. <laughs> Put some respect on the name. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it is very cool, and I also really like. I, I both like Sima Yi being like it's Kong Ming. This is a trap, and then Kong Ming is being like, no, of course he thought it was a trap. I mean, if it was me, I would have just fucking gone for it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how good of a trap can it be? But, um, yeah. And I do, again, I do also like that the only reason this really works is because, like, Sima Yi retreats, and then, like, as he's leaving, he's like, hmm, what do I do now? And he could just, like, he could just double back and surround the town, except for Zhao Long shows up and makes his life hell. Um, so, Zhao Long, real hero of, of this one. He's still fucking well, cool. for sure. Yeah, just just this just this just this old man holding it down, kicking everybody's ass. Guy guy just doesn't quit. Um You wanna move on to ninety six or we got some stuff left for ninety five? No, we can move on. Because ninety six is interesting, I think. 
Uh, sh- chapter 96, Shedding Tears, Kong Ming executes Masu, Cutting Hair, Zhou Fang deceives uh, Cao Zhu. Chief of the Secretariat, Sun Zi, proposes that an invasion would be doomed to failure, and it is wiser to hold back and build up their forces. Sima Yi agrees, and that is the new plan for Wei. Meanwhile, Kong Ming receives his defeated army, celebrating Xiao Zhilong's heroism, but demanding Masu's failure be punished with death. Others protest, but the execution is carried out. Kong Ming sends a message to the emperor requesting to be demoted in accordance with his failure, and a puzzled emperor complies. In a way, the North sees an opportunity to invade the Southlands as Governor Zhou Fang offers to secretly surrender. As it turns out, this is a trap. Zhou Fang sells the trap with admirable acting and dedication, and Cao Zhu is taken completely off guard and trounced. This done, Wu asks Xu to join them in marching against Wei. How will this campaign turn out? Read on. So the thing here is uh, when uh, Wei decides to pull back and rebuild, they're like, not only can we strengthen our forces, but if we just wait a couple years, these two assholes will try to destroy each other again because it's the only thing they know how to do. <laughs> yes. And then they don't do it. Yet. No, I'm saying they don't wait. Oh, that's true. They immediately are like, wait. But this man is saying that this man is saying that he'll surrender to us. And and they're like, I mean, this is probably a trap. And they say, but like, but what if it isn't a trap? What if the war could be? No, I can't do that one. I don't, that one that's your thing. And two, that isn't the pitch. Uh, the voice of history speaks. The war was not over tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> um. So other things that I feel like were really, really good here, I do, again, I do really like Zhao Zhilong just being the last bastion of old heroism in this, in this situation, where, like, not only does he pull off this victory despite being an old man, but then Kong Ming's like, here, let me reward you, and Zhao Zhilong's like, winter's coming, just hold on to those resources, it's fine. <laughs> Kong Ming's like, wow, damn. He's so cool. Give you silk. <laughs> yeah. Um... I do, uh, let's see, other things I like. I like uh, Kong Ming being like, listen, like, I'm sick. Everyone, we, we can all agree I'm sick. You have to tell me when you think I'm making a yes. bad idea. <laughs> this has stopped working because no one ever criticizes me. <laughs> yes. The part where that guy's like, well, look, you, you got that one guy. It was great. Like, you're a great leader. It's fine. He's like, I lost everything. Shut the fuck up. Please, <laughs> please stop being a sycophant. I need someone to be me to me. Uh, it's extremely good. And it's also extremely good the moment where he is like, he's, he's, uh, he's setting up like Masu's execution because Masu, you know, like failed so, so spectacularly. And he like signed, you know, a a military promise that he would get the job done. Um, so it's like, no, at this point you have to be killed. Um, and he's like, oh, but you know, this is so hard for me. You're like my brother. And then he starts crying and they're like, oh, why are you crying? Because you're so close to Masu. He's like, no, cause the late emperor warned me that Masu was a bitch and I just didn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a bit right before he excuse Masu where he's like, we're closer than brothers. Uh, and he just basically looks at Masu's eyes and, uh, before he kills him, he's like, your, your son calls me dad now. And, <laughs> 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 and so he kills him. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, when he asks to be demoted, it's the most middle manager 
demotion that isn't really a demotion thing where it's like, oh, you're still prime minister. We just had, we're just giving you a lower title for a little bit. And, <laughs> they can't uh, even like demote him properly because there's no one else. There's literally no one else. It's just him. <laughs> this is the fucking hell he's because we've had to watch him be like booked better than everyone for the entire book and just like defeat everyone because he's so cool. And now you see the like rewards of that narratively pay off as there's no there's nothing left for this man he is just in charge of nothing waste <laughs> wasted his life emperor sean gets the letter and he's like what the fuck is he talking about oh <laughs> 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 it's very very funny um and then i do like it is it is enjoyable like it's not that deep but it's like how how like way falls into this trap and they fall into this trap because they put like an imperial relative in charge of this this mission right to the south and as we all know if you are a relative of the emperor you're probably an idiot um so he sends he sends his like his you know brother or whatever his relation down to lead this and the guy's like oh i just oh i can't believe you would not believe me here i cut my hair um, it's like, okay, well, I guess this is on the level, despite literally everything else, um, including all my advisors being like, why would he surrender? This is obviously a trap. Like, the one thing that has been a constant through this entire book is that the Southlands just have it figured out. Like, They're why chilling. would you ever defect from the Southlands? It is the most stable region in China. Uh, the Southlands are straight vibing and have been for longer than the, this book's been going on. The Suns have, have it locked down, despite the fact that most of the Sun leaders have been terrible. doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's mm-hmm. fine. The structure keep itself, uh, keeps itself in order. Yeah, I was thinking about this fact the other day, where I was thinking about, you know, like, for, like, for Liu Bei and Cao Cao, it's like, over the course of their, their conquest through this book, they sort of, like, they form empires, right? And since before this book started, the Sun families just had it going on. Sun Jian came up north to help with shit, but he was just from the south and he just went back south. Yeah, like, Liu Bei obviously uh, didn't have anything, right? Like, he had to kick his own family out to try to uh, build the empire. But also, Cao Cao kind of stole the empire uh, mm-hmm. from other peoples who had already stolen the empire so they they didn't they didn't like have a base of power already just from history uh whereas yeah the sun's just were there that's that's their shit they've got it down um mm-hmm. so this is a very different dynamic yeah yeah so the idea that any any of like that any governor from the southlands would just be like you know what way the ones who seem like they least have their shit figured out <laughs> this is my real money ticket just seems like you should be deeply skeptical of that for sure and uh, this you know once again we're heading to a, a place where we're getting we're getting ready for another major invasion of way from the coordinated uh south and the west and uh Sao Rui seems a little bit smarter than his dad but still pretty dumb right so i don't this is probably gonna. This is probably gonna go bad for them. I don't know. It's a lot of my thought these days with this book is trying to figure out like how 
I assume we're going to go down to two kingdoms, then to one, right? It's not going to be like there's going to be one moment where it just goes down to one. That seems unbelievably unlikely. I think you're right, yeah. Um, it's it's not going to end in some sort of picture-perfect television or movie showdown where the other two forces get obliterated at the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and the South Line is just so stable. It's really hard to imagine that them them being the first to duck out. So it's got to be Way. I think it has to be Way too. Yeah. Oh, I'm not ready so for no Way Jackson too. can't say anything. But... I'm not saying shit. But yeah, I, I want something from M. I I think this book ends with at least two of the kingdoms just existing um and will continue on. I don't think this has a conclusive ending cuz history keeps happening. Eventually everyone who's involved will die off, but it's just going to trundle along. I mean, the the kingdom divided must unite. It's yeah, unite. yeah. That's the book. But the thing is, <laughs> the book was written at a period where the kingdom was united. I, this isn't like you know. Well, I I don't know. I I guess I feel very strongly that this has to end with there being one kingdom, and I don't know, like in the terms of history, how long that kingdom will last. But that is, this has, this, this book is, we start with one kingdom and it falls apart because it's bad. And then there's the turmoil of them, you know, divided. And then it unites again. That's the book. Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. Hmm. But I don't actually know the answer to this. I think I actually might historically. So. Okay. Read on, I guess. Also, the number of times when I was writing uh, Jeeting and I wanted to write Jeetling for some reason, I don't know. What? Just happened to me a lot in these summaries. It just sounds good. Fair enough. I can't can't argue with that, I guess. Uh. I mean, you can, but you're not (laughs) going to, and I appreciate that. Um, I I want more. I want. I'm I'm so glad that Way finally has someone cool in Simei. I use cool, you know, in the loose definition of this book, but like Simei seems cool to me. Simei is pretty cool. I mean, I don't I think mean, that's he, like a. It's possible he has an added layer of mysticism around the fact that I was lied to about him, and now he seems surprisingly cool. <laughs> Uh, no, he's just a major commander in the book. <laughs> but it takes a long time for him to get there. And uh, Yeah, yeah. I thought it was much funnier to, <laughs> to not uh, let you know about that. Because well, this was like five weeks ago at this point. He doesn't really come into it for a while. He, he hovers in the background for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your explanation was so good at the time. You're like, oh, you know, Dynasty Warriors. They just flesh out everybody. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I did say that, right. I did say that. I mean, to be fair, that is true. <laughs> it is true. That's that's why I bought it. It made perfect sense. But yeah. Um, the other thing, I'm, again, we're going to, I'm going to, we're going to do another podcast about this soon, but I just, I have to say, if you like Dynasty Warriors, and you like, you're at all interested in the Total War Three Kingdoms, the last DLC, the Lubu faction they added, he's he plays even more like Dynasty Warriors. He's such a jackass, um, because his his character mechanic is that he basically just has a checklist 
of all the great heroes of the realm whose ass he wants to kick. And every time he beats them, like, he gets a permanent buff per person, and then, like, he completes, like, sets. It's so dumb. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, like, I, I completed the set of beating uh, Zhao Hao Dun and Zhao Hao Yuan, and now I have, like, extra defense against arrows. <laughs> it's so stupid. It's really, really fun. And it's also fun because they have, like, whenever an army has one of those, it calls them the, the greatest warriors, there's a symbol by them on the map, and that includes your own armies. And so, like, you can't fight your own armies, but just in, like, role-playing, you can tell that Lu Bu is constantly eyeing his own generals, like, man, I wish I could kick that guy's ass. <laughs> that's that's uh, Lu Bu for you. That's Lu Bu for you. Uh, also, he has a mechanic just basically called momentum, which is rephrasing just being a shit. You can just do stuff that no one else will do because it's too dishonorable and it makes everyone hate you. They did such a good job with that game. It's so fun. Nice. Anyway, uh, I think that's all we've got uh, this week for The Three Kingdoms. And for the two networks, network number one, alphabetically speaking, that's us. Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find me at Headfalls Off if you want to see my tweets, uh, which, you know, don't know why, but they're there. Uh, you can find the podcast that me and M do at abnormalmapping.com. There's a whole bunch of them there. Those are way better than my tweets. Should go listen to them. Uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter making much better tweets than Jackson at EM underscore being. Uh, if you'd like to support us, it's patreon.com slash abnormalmapping. For $1 a month, you get Great Gundam Project. Where we're watching Gundam Wing and Space Runaway Ideon, and that's going really well, actually. We had a really good episode with uh, Heather Alexander this week, which uh, I'm excited yeah. for people to listen to, because we just ramble on and on about everything, honestly. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it seems like it's been a really effective pairing of shows. It's it's when you feel like there have been a few occasions where you just hit a sweet spot of like the main show and the, the secondary show really complementing each other well. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah. By a few occasions, I mean most of the occasions. <laughs> I feel like the backup shows have gone really well. I guess G Gundam was the weak link. And, Pat uh, Labor was Stan- weird. Standalone Complex was where it was at, though. Yeah. And yeah, Pat Labor was. We liked more of the Pat Labor weeks than we didn't like, but yes, overall, it definitely was weird. Fair enough. Uh, General, take it away. So you can find me at JBU3 on Twitter. Most of my stuff is on scanlinemedia.com or patreon.com slash scanlinemedia. We're also coming up on recording our next episode of Novel Not New, a true end podcast. It's going to be about uh, Kindred Spirits on the Roof, a game that I'm enjoying a fair bit. So it'll be an interesting discussion. And uh, yeah, that's where you can find me right now. Wait, you're enjoying a game about gay ghosts? How off-brand for you. <laughs> yeah, taking a bit of a left turn here. Yeah, really out of character. Um, if you uh, want to see more of me for some reason, I'm at 6detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R, on Twitter. I'm at the same places as Jen, scanlinemedia.com, patreon.com, so scanlinemedia. On Patreon, we have two uh, paid shows we have uh, for one dollar a month we have oops on anime where we try out various anime um, and then for four dollars a month or five if you want because there's a higher tier uh, we're doing our uh, actual play tabletop games we have a we have a game of beam saber and we just started 
a game of Blades in the Dark where we have a ghost conspiracy and it's very fun. Yeah. Indeed. If you're not, if you're not sold by the phrase ghost conspiracy, then we're different people and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but until next time, folks, read on. Read on. Read on. Read on. Nick Redon. <laughs>